I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. You're listening to Facing Evil, a production of iHeartRadio and Tenderfoot TV. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals participating in the show and do not represent those of iHeartRadio or Tenderfoot TV. This podcast contains subject matter, which may not be suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. From Tenderfoot TV and iHeartRadio. Introducing Facing Evil. I'm Rasha Pecorero. And I'm Yvette Gentile. For those of you who don't know who we are, we suggest you give a listen to our hit podcast, Root of Evil, the true story of the Hodel family and the Black Dahlia. Yes, Rasha and I are sisters. And in 2019, we hosted Root of Evil together to help tell the story of our family, which is a crazy story if you haven't listened to Root of Evil. And a crazy family. And a crazy family. You must listen to it. (laughs) Yes. And it's really a story about overcoming incredible family secrets, murder, and when I say so much more, it's so So much much more. more. 
Specifically, the podcast is a multidimensional story about our connection to George Hodel, the prime suspect in the Black Dahlia murder case, which is also known as the Elizabeth Short murder case. And George Hodel was our great-grandfather, and you must know that Rasha and I never met our great-grandfather, nor did our mother. She talked to him on the phone, though. Yes, but in Root of Evil, we track the evidence for George's guilt, and we try to come to terms with the impact that he had on our entire family. We also tell the story of our beautiful mother, Fauna Hodel, and how she protected us our entire lives from this immense craziness that she discovered. We'll talk a little more about that case in a moment. But first, let's explain what we're doing here with you today. Yes, this is our new podcast, and it's called Facing Evil. It'll be very different from Root of Evil. While we focus primarily on our story in that podcast, in Facing Evil, we want to explore other cases and bring attention to missing and murdered people who don't get talked about. We also want to talk about older cases, obviously new cases, society and culture cases. After Root of Evil finished, Yvette and I realized that we were not alone in our story. There are hundreds, even thousands of families who face tragedy every single year, whether they were a victim themselves, close to a victim, or even close to a suspect. Learning that someone you love was involved in a violent crime is never an easy truth to swallow. Right. And so we want to share the difficult lessons we've learned throughout our healing process because it's a journey. It's a never-ending journey. And we want to shed light on the stories of people like us. Facing evil is about being the light in the dark. Can I just repeat that? Say that again. Let me say it again. Listen, being the light in the dark. It's about moving upward and onward and never, ever letting evil define you. Yes. You know, say that and let that resonate. And sink in. Yes. And each week, we're going to talk about a different case. So yes, we're going to bring you the facts. We're going to tell you about what happened. But no one can talk about a story the way that Yvette and I can talk about a story (laughs) (laughs) coming from what we've come from and what we've gone through in our lives. I I hope that we can help people just find some, some healing. Right. And we know that there are dozens of cases for us to talk about on Facing Evil. But if you do know of a case you think we should cover, please, please reach out to us and let us know. Before we go any further, there are some things you should know about us. First and foremost, Yvette and I were both raised in the beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii. It's paradise, the most beautiful place in the world, which means you may hear us use Hawaiian words or phrases throughout the show. I love to say, you can take the girl out of the island, but you can never take the island out of the girl. Hawaiian culture is incredibly important to us. Hawaii is a sacred and a spiritual place, and I feel so fortunate that mom decided to raise us there. Yeah, yeah. We learned to cherish the aina. The aina means the land. We learned to have inner peace, love, which means aloha, and kindness for everyone around us. Didn't matter who they were. No, we were raised in a melting pot. And you might hear us use the word ohana, which means family. We say this all the time. Ohana means everything. Yeah, and sometimes we greet each other by saying e mai, which means welcome. So e mai to facing evil. So with that in mind, we're going to recap the basis of Root of Evil. 
That is how we got thrust into the Black Dahlia murder case in the first place and entered the true crime arena. The first thing you should know is that our great-grandfather, George Hodel, was considered a suspect in 1949, about two years after the victim, Elizabeth Short, was found dead in 1947. So we're not going to go through all of the case details here, but Short's murder was one of the most gruesome and notorious killings in all of American history. Los Angeles had a rich newspaper and tabloid culture. You know, crime was central to entertainment in a pre-TV world when people still got morning and evening newspapers. And when you had a really grisly, horrifying homicide like that, you know, this was the story that you ran with. Elizabeth Short was living in Los Angeles, California at the time, and she was a waitress with hopes of being an actress. But on January 8th, 1947, she went missing. A few days later, she was discovered in suburban Lemert Park, and her body was dismembered and mutilated. She had been found at a vacant lot, posed, and surgically bisected. Dr. George Hodel became a prime suspect for a number of different reasons. First, he was a surgeon, which would explain the precise cuts identified on the dismembered body of Short. Second, he was known to have been deeply invested in sadomasochism. And third, and most damning, George was reported to have basically roundabout admitted to killing Elizabeth Short on a wiretap in his home. But before charges could be filed, George fled the country, and he landed in the Philippines, where he started a new family. He later went to Hawaii, Japan, and eventually San Francisco, and that's where he died in 1999. And thus the Black Dahlia case and George's guilt were never fully solved. However, George Hodel was almost certainly guilty of other crimes within our family. Without a doubt, we know that he sexually assaulted his teenage daughter, our grandmother, Tamar Hodel. Yeah, and there was an incest trial, or at the time, they actually called it a morals trial, where Tamar's claims of sexual abuse were squashed, and ultimately, George was acquitted even though there were adult witnesses, two of them, that actually saw him having sexual relations, as they call it, with his own daughter. But George was never convicted of any of those crimes. Because they recanted their stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In August of 1951, our beautiful mother, Fauna Hodel, was born. And you know what? This was one of the biggest unanswered questions for us all. Who was our mother's father? and it's still unknown till this day. And so much was left on the cutting room floor in Root of Evil, including DNA that could have possibly disproved that mom's father could have been her own grandfather, George Hodel. I never believed that George was mom's father, although I know that you did. I was actually shocked to learn the DNA results, but we're going to get into that on another episode. But when I was a teenager, I actually had to do a family tree, and mom sent me to Tamar's house. And so I asked Tamar every question under the sun about our entire family and the Hodel side of the family. And she would never give me a direct answer when I asked about who mom's father was. But despite all of that, despite the fact that, that mom, you know, might have been from George or who knows who her father was, mom 
always carried herself like she was just pure love. She was the most beautiful, amazing human being in this entire world. Yeah, she was beyond her time. Yeah, and she was pure light and aloha. And it breaks my heart that she's not here with us talking to you right now, but I know that she's here. Yes. And mom was actually at birth. She was given up for adoption and raised by a new family in Reno, Nevada. So that's part of the mystery, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's what we want to uncover. So, you know, stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) At age 15, mom got pregnant with me and married my father, A.G. Bobby Ward, on her sweet 16th birthday. Mom gave birth to me in 1967 on August 7th, a week later, in Reno, Nevada. And after divorcing my father, she went on a search to find her biological family. She found them in Hawaii. We ended up there. And that's where I was raised. I was born in Honolulu 11 years later in 1978. And our mom, Fana, was truly the most loving mother that Yvette or I could ever have asked for. She loved both of us unconditionally, and she was truly our biggest cheerleader. We grew up with such immense love that mom never let that evil that she came from, she never let that define who she was, and she never became a victim of her circumstances. So one little quick thing that we need to explain to all of you is the somewhat um, complex nature of (laughs) our family's racial identity. When our mother, Fana Hodel, was put up for adoption, her birth certificate said she was biracial. And she was raised by African-American parents, Jimmy Lee and Homer Faison. And those were my grandparents growing up, my Black grandparents. She grew up believing that she was half Black. And it wasn't until she was in her 20s that she discovered the truth. And when my mom finally met her biological mother, Tamar, in Hawaii, Tamar revealed, in fact, that she had lied and made it up and said that mom's father was Negro for all kind of different reasons, you know. You can imagine having a birth certificate, carrying it around your whole life, and then you meet your real mother, your biological mother. She tells you that you're not Black. It completely shattered her world. And it took her, I mean, it took her many years to reveal the truth to her family, to her Black family, and even to my father, who is Black. And so my father is actually white and was the first white guy I think mom had ever Ever, 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 ever dated. And she met him on a trip to Hawaii. So she decided that Hawaii was going to be the perfect place to raise the two of us because it's such a diverse melting pot. And mom did not want us to experience the type of racism that she experienced growing up in Reno because she was never black enough. She was never white enough. And in Hawaii, it's much more of a melting pot and it's so much more accepting. And for me, being blonde hair, blue eyed, I never had an issue growing up in Hawaii ever. Right. So, but back to our upbringing and how we came to learn about George Hodel. It wasn't until we were adults that the complete truth about George came to light, but we grew up hearing stories about him throughout our entire childhood. And we know for a fact that mom never met George, but spoke with him only on the phone. Mom felt that he kept tabs on us throughout our lives. 
But in 1999, George passed away, and our uncle, retired LAPD Detective Steve Hodell, started to do research into his father's life. I flew to San Francisco. I'm sitting there with June, my stepmother, who had been with my father for 30 years. And June said, I think your father would want you to have this. And she handed me this small album. I looked at it, and I said to June, June, who is this? And June said, I don't know, somebody your father knew from a long time ago. I was trying to pull it in. Where do I know this picture? Why do I know this woman? Somewhere deep within me, I made the connection. The Black Dahlia. In 2003, our great-uncle, Steve, published his book, Black Dahlia Avenger, exposing George and essentially revealing that he was almost certainly the Black Dahlia killer. And this is when the world, and when I tell you, the whole world knew our dark family secrets. Yeah, I remember when Uncle Steve came out on, I can never remember if it was Dateline or 48 Hours, but I remember sitting next to mom watching it. And I remember literally saying out loud, I am so ashamed to be a hotel. And mom looked at me because she wouldn't let me sit in that. And she's like, no, <laughs> like <laughs> we are not the evil that we came from. And she kept telling us over and over again, like, you better know your mantra. We are, we are the, the daughters, daughters of Fauna Hodel. <laughs> Yeah, I remember reading the uh, the Black Dahlia Avenger for the first time and thinking, holy shit, the whole world knows. That's such a crazy feeling of knowing that that bloodline runs through our family. Mom was even more convinced after this that she needed to tell the world her story to shed light on overcoming evil. And she spent her whole life on this mission the mission to not only tell her story, but to tell other stories about healing and surviving, just as we are doing now. Yep, mom was a trailblazer. Like she, first and foremost, always wanted to empower anyone, especially people who were a victim. But then in 2017, everything changed and our world was shattered when our beautiful mother, Fauna Hodel, died from breast cancer. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry, I always get emotional over this. Um, but yeah, our mother died from breast cancer and it was just weeks before her lifelong dream of telling her story to the world came to fruition. And we were given, we were given this incredible opportunity to tell her story via Root of Evil and TNT's limited TV series, I Am the Night. And it was... It was truly a cathartic and surreal, we kept saying surreal over and over, process for both of us. Being on set in the recording studio, as weird as it may sound, it really felt like we were helping to bring our mother back to life. And in 2019, it shocked us, but Root of Evil shot to the top of the podcast charts, and Yvette and I were basically thrust into the spotlight. But 
please don't be fooled. Mama Fauna Hodel, she she was working things from up above. Like she, she was knew sprinkling her fairy, fairy dust. dust. Yeah, she knew what she was doing and she prepared us for this our entire lives. And we went on this whirlwind press tour. We basically didn't even have time to grieve. But we did all kinds of things, including going on the Today Show, Dr. Oz, and my personal favorite, believe it or not, Dr. Phil. And the best therapy I've ever had in my entire life was actually with Dr. Phil, not on his TV show that we were on, but afterwards, he invited us to be on his podcast. <laughs> yeah. So this is a funny story because I did not want to go on the Dr. Phil show. And Raja was like, come on, let's just do another one. But... I went on it, and to my surprise, he was truly a wonderful human being, and he taught us so much, so much on that show. Dr. Phil is pretty awesome, and I even still have the Dr. Phil handkerchief that he literally handed to me and Yvette <laughs> when we were sobbing uncontrollably in front of him. And the reason that we were sobbing is after he took in the entire story that we were telling him about our family and our lives... He looked right in our eyes and he said, what you girls are doing is so incredible because someone's going to be listening to this and they will see that it's okay because monsters live in the dark. And what you're doing is bringing this to light because you're talking about it. That was such a powerful moment for me, for both of us. And what we realized in that moment is people don't talk about grief. People don't talk about death. People don't talk about incest. People don't talk about homophobia or transphobia or racism or murder. People just don't talk. And grief and shame, I mean, they're like a beast. I shouldn't say they're like. It is a beast that we are all constantly trying to tame. So when you have a voice and you're privileged enough like we are to have a platform which we know we were given this platform as a gift um, initially from our mom and then from Root of Evil and now Facing Evil. We have to use it to amplify others. And share it. Share the light and give people hope. We, we never thought in a million years that we'd be sitting here talking to you as true crime hosts. Nope. Right? <laughs> but if we're going to be here, if we're going to be true crime hosts, we are going to shed a light and help others heal. Somehow, some way, it's what? It's all about overcoming. And facing evil. So that's what you can expect from Facing Evil. Episode one will publish next week. And don't forget to subscribe so that you're up to date on every new episode. All right, we've got one last order of business before we let you go. We've been working with a fantastic, brilliant, phenomenal, awesome producer from iHeartRadio on this show. His name is Trevor Young, and he's here on mic with us right now. Hello. Yes, I am here. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, Trevor, tell everyone a little bit about your amazing self. Sure. So I am a supervising producer for iHeartMedia's podcast network, and I've been here for a little over three years. I started in 2018 uh, working with Tenderfoot TV on the second season of the Monster podcast, and that was about the Zodiac Killer. Uh, since then, I co-created the follow-up season, Monster DC Sniper, 
so a lot of true crime podcasts. I'm also working on a number of other true crime shows, some of which I cannot talk about just yet, but you will hear about soon. Personally, I remember listening to Root of Evil when it came out in 2019, and frankly, I just had never heard anything like it. The openness with which you were able to tell your story and really share what you had gone through, what had happened to your family, and how that impacted you was utterly groundbreaking. I had never heard anything like that. And I really think it changed the podcast game. I think it blew open the doors in so many ways for what, you know, we talk about and do every day. And I'm just so thankful you did that. I'm so thankful you were willing to share your story and open up the way you did. So when the opportunity came up to work with you two, I was absolutely thrilled. And so I jumped at the opportunity. So we've been working together a little bit now, and it's been such a great experience for me to get to know you. Uh, to get to hear your story firsthand. And I'm really excited to see what you do with Facing Evil, what you do with this show. I think it's going to be fantastic, and I can't wait for everybody to hear it. So we've loved working with Trevor so much that we've asked him to join us on the show each week. That's right. Trevor will be our on-mic producer, and he's going to help us stay on track because apparently sisters can get carried away sometimes. You think? I mean, maybe. (laughs) So welcome to Trevor. We are so excited to have you on Facing Evil. Likewise. Super excited to be here. Thank you. At the end of each episode, I am so honored and excited to bring a special segment that we're going to be sharing with you, and it's called Imua. And for those who don't know, Imua means onward and upward and to move forward. In Hawaii, Imua is a call for healing, a ritual of sorts. It's where you sit with a family or friends, you talk story, and you really share blessings of hope of how you can overcome and heal from whatever it is you may be going through. Today, we want to honor and have our imua for survivors. Survivors like us, survivors like our mom, Fauna, and her mother, our grandmother, Tamar. All of us who've stood our ground in the face of adversity and evil, we're all survivors. And there are so many victims like Tamar out there. Too many people are abused mentally, physically, verbally, emotionally, sexually, and they don't know how they will ever rise above. We are here to tell you that you can survive and rise. And we hope that our ohana or our family story can be a guiding light for anyone who needs it. To show that no matter what you've been through, you are a survivor. And that is truly beautiful. And your life doesn't end there. Those experiences won't ever define you. Once you face that evil, you can conquer it, move onward and upward. Imua. Mahalo nui loa, or thank you so much, everyone. We are so excited and honored to have you on this ride with us. And look out for episode one of Facing Evil next week. Facing Evil is a production of iHeartRadio and Tenderfoot TV. 
The show is hosted by Rasha Pecorero and Yvette Gentile. Matt Frederick and Alex Williams are executive producers on behalf of iHeartRadio, with producers Trevor Young and Jesse Funk. Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay are executive producers on behalf of Tenderfoot TV, alongside producer Tracy Kaplan. Our researcher is Claudia D'Africo. Original music by Makeup and Vanity Set. Find us on social media or email us at facingevilpod at tenderfoot.tv. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio or Tenderfoot TV, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 